Well, good morning. I thought I would actually share something I came across thanks to other um, practitioners. Um, and, and it fits perfectly to what we've been talking about recently, both the self and awareness. Uh, so, this is Water by David Foster Wallace. Sadly, uh, died uh, fairly young. Um, it was a commencement uh, speech he gave at uh, Kenyon College in 2005. Um, so the commencement speech, he says, usually should consist of some platitudes and some cliches, um, and it should come down to telling you what a liberal, in this case, a liberal arts education should be about teaching you how to think. The uh, first example he gives is uh, water, uh, fish in water, right? Them not being aware of the water itself. The second he gives is a gentleman lost in the Arctic, and he prays to God, an atheist, sorry, prays to God uh, for help before he freezes and some Eskimos come along, and you know the gentleman's telling the story, and he's still an atheist because the Eskimos had nothing to do with God. So he, he, as I said, goes on and says that, you know, it is about teaching you how to think. But what he says, especially about the uh, first, we'll start with the Eskimos, he says, and I quote, the non-religious guy is so totally certain of his dismissal of the possibility that the passing Eskimos had anything to do with his prayer. True, there are plenty of religious people who seem arrogant and certain of their own interpretations. They're possibly even more repulsive than atheists, at least to most of us, but religious dogmatists' problem is exactly the same as the story's unbeliever, blind certainty, a closed-mindedness that amounts to an imprisonment so total that the prisoner doesn't even know he's locked up. Right? That's that delusion we've talked about. That's that necessary shraddha, that faith and commitment uh, that you must have uh, in things like emptiness or dependent origination or the emptiness of self um, itself. This idea that, um, like I talked about earlier, um, that uh, quantum physicists that said that we're likely operating on a failed assumption, a false, um, you know, hypothesis. And that's true of everything. Until we realize where we were faulty in our understanding or our whatever it might be, right? Wisdom is a journey, not really a destination. But it goes on, and I quote again, the point here is that I think this is one part of what teaching me how to think is really supposed to mean. To be just a little less arrogant, to have just a little less critical awareness about myself and my certainties, because a huge percentage of the stuff that I tend to be automatically certain of is, it turns out, totally wrong and deluded. I have learned this the hard way, as I predict you graduates will too, as well, I would have said as well. Um, yeah, that's what I'm getting at, right? We're all operating on a failed assumption until we learn otherwise, right? It's not about knowledge, as uh, I'm not sure if I quoted when he mentioned it's not about knowledge. It's really about being able to uh, parse information correctly. But I'll go on and I quote him further. As I am sure you guys know by now, it is extremely difficult to stay alert 
and attentive instead of getting hypnotized by the constant monologue inside your own head. That may be happening right now. That was in brackets, but it's very true. 20 years after my own graduation, I have come to gradually, I have come gradually to understand that the liberal arts cliche about teaching you how to think is actually shorthand for a much deeper, more serious idea. Learning how to think really means learning how to exercise some control over how and what you think. It means being conscious and aware enough to choose what you pay attention to and to choose how you construct meaning from experience. Because if you cannot exercise this kind of choice in adult life, you will be totally hosed. And that's a quote. Think of the old cliche about the mind being an excellent servant, servant, but a terrible master. I mean, I do like that quote. And he goes on and says, And the so-called real world will not discourage you from operating on your default setting. That default setting is about I, about me, and what I want, and what I deserve, that idea. Earlier in the... You can go and look this up. Again, his commencement speech to Kenyon College, 2005. But he goes on and says that the real world will not discourage you from operating on your default settings about being... Uh, all about the eye, because this so-called real world of men, money, and power hums merrily along in a pool of fear, anger, and frustration, with the craving and worship of the self. That's why I love that quote, uh, bas du ciel, from the French, which means at the base of the sky, but I love it as a quote for how we always think we are the pivot of the universe, right? The entire universe itself, um, you know, uh, has us as the center, the, the host. <laughs> We're the pivot, uh, and everything flows from and around and because of oneself. But I go on and quote, he says that uh, they go on humming along with their fear, anger, and frustration, with their craving and worship of the self. Our own present culture has harnessed these forces and Ways that have yielded extraordinary wealth and comfort and personal freedom. The freedom all to be lords of our tiny skull-sized kingdoms, alone at the center of all creation. That's why I gave you that quote about uh, Abba de la Ciel. I mean, that's not an uncommon uh, uh, idea. But I go on quoting, Alone at the center of all creation. This kind of freedom has much to recommend it. But of course, there are all different kinds of freedom and that kind, uh, and the kind that is most precious, you will not hear much talk about, uh, much in the great outside world of wanting and achieving. The really important kind of freedom involves attention and awareness and discipline and being able truly to care about other people and to sacrifice for them over and over in myriad, petty, unsexy ways every day. So I'll stop quoting there to say, you know, freedom involves attention and awareness, discipline. I mean, we're looking at everything that's within uh, the path and the opposite being the fetters. Being able to care about others, compassion, and loving kindness. Sacrifice over and over in myriad, petty, unsexy ways. Well, in this case, when we're talking about the self being the center of the universe, so they're petty 
because, I mean, it's not about the self, and they're unsexy because it doesn't highlight what a wonderful person you are. We've talked about this endlessly. It's this selfless uh, action. As Gandhi said, his takeaway from the Bhagavad Gita was to live a life of selfless action. Simply that. Right? So I'll go on and quote and says, he says that that is real freedom. That is being educated and understanding how to think. The alternative is unconsciousness. The default setting, the rat race, the constant gnawing sense of having had and lost some infinite thing, right? Infinite being some intangible thing, something that uh, either is, is ungraspable or uh, unknowable, uncomprehendable or impossible. And I'll go on and quote further. I know that this stuff probably doesn't sound fun and breezy or grandly inspirational the way a commencement speech is supposed to sound. What it is, as far as I can see, is the capital T for truth with a whole lot of rhetorical niceties stripped away. You are, of course, free to think of it whatever you wish, but please don't just dismiss it as some finger-wagging sermon. None of this stuff is really about morality or religion or dogma or big fancy questions of life after death. This capital T is truth about life before death and is about the real value of a real education, which is almost nothing to do with knowledge and everything to do with simple awareness. Awareness of what is real and essential so hidden in plain sight all around us, all the time that we have to keep reminding ourselves over and over, this is water. It's unimaginably hard to do this, to stay conscious and alive in the adult world in day in and day out, my apologies. Which means yet another grand cliché turns out to be true. Your education really is the job of a lifetime and it commences now. Well, that's the way he ends it, but that's Sampajana. We've talked about this, right? So you got to have your head on straight, right? That's what sila, morality, right? Correct understanding. You go to wisdom. Again, understanding, but it's a learning process to dependent origination, not to attach to any one thing, particularly not the self, and that emptiness of all things, particularly the self, to sati. Sati, that's that awareness, to remember everything that we just talked about. You know, the right understanding, wisdom, and dependent origination, and the emptiness of all things, equanimity, compassion, understanding, are you being aware? And finally, to Sampajana, are you still being aware? 